Welcome to the Coach House Beacons. Hi, my name is Johnny and welcome to this Coach House Beacon. I have the gift of simplification. Do you have it too? It's a double-edged sword and often a keyboard with a worn down delete key. I love simplifying things, even when I don't do it well. I've recently been editing a couple of friends' essays and cover letters, and my favourite part is pressing delete on a huge chunk of information and then seeing that word count drop. I love it even more when I can reduce a four-clause sentence to one. I string it out across the page and stitch it back together again with only the essential parts remaining. It's a strange interest, isn't it? It's like the feeling you get when you pack your holiday gear into the boot and fit it all together like a seamless Jenga tower. Or when you finally get a popcorn kernel out of your teeth with a toothpick. Or when you've chucked out a load of tat or taken it to the tip and then returned to an uncluttered room. However, my powers of simplification were put to the test when I wrote my dissertation. I was given free reign. It was, a ten th it was 10,000 words long and it covered lots of themes. And that was a bad idea. In that task, I learned that I could, I could only declutter so much. I kept wanting to concentrate it by boiling it down or filtering it out to find its essentials like you would with a fine barrel of port, but I couldn't. It was just too complex. I just couldn't narrow it down any further. So, when it comes to our faith, is it a complicated matter that's too tricky to understand for most of us, or is it something that all of us can grasp and access? The Apostle Paul has answers. In his letter of 1 Timothy, he advises Timothy, his young associate, how to be a pastor and appropriately pass on trust the trustworthy core of the faith to the next generation. But he encountered a problem. Some of the people in Timothy's church were just talking trash. In a nutshell, he says they want to be teachers of the law, but they do not know what they are talking about or what they so confidently affirm. People were latching on to weird stories and myths which distracted them and others from following God. So how does Paul counter it and describe what the faith is like? He says this in 1 Timothy 1 verse 16. Beyond all question, the mystery from which true godliness springs is great. He appeared in the flesh, was vindicated by the spirit, was seen by angels, was preached among the nations, was believed on in the world, was taken up in glory. The church is described as the pillar and foundation of truth just before in verse 15. But the origin of godliness is a mystery in verse 16. If we look at the rest of 16, we observe that the mystery of godliness is actually the person of Jesus who came to earth, was approved by the Spirit at his baptism and taken up into heaven. So what does this mean for our faith? Well, number one, Jesus is the mystery. False teachers and people obsessed with weird myths were missing the point. God doesn't say that the centre of our godliness is some kind of hidden or secret knowledge. It is actually a person, and that person is Jesus. By saying that, Paul is, is accomplishing a lot. Who cares if false teachers knew a lot? What was important was to follow Christ, who is the only gateway to knowing and understanding the ways of God. Intellect is good, but it couldn't get them to godliness, and it couldn't get us to godliness either. Secondly, God works mysteriously. God's plans could never have been guessed. Who knew that all the people in the world would be able to know Jesus? Who had any idea that God would come to earth as a man? Who knew that he would be, be the key to godliness and having our lives changed? 
However, for the last 2,000 years, countless people testify to that truth. No one can explain exactly how it all works, but it does, and this should lead to humility rather than showing off, as many people were doing in the church. Thirdly, Jesus is the source of our godliness. Godliness is simple and a mystery because it all comes through Jesus. We only become godly through him, but it's a mystery because we, we will never know him completely and we depend on him for knowing God at all. There is no esoteric knowledge that we can master to win salvation for ourselves or to cut a path into heaven. The mystery of our godliness is Jesus. It is inherently humbling and no one can boast. All people access God through Jesus alone. Where does that leave us? Is Christianity endlessly complex or profoundly simple? Romans 10.13 puts it like this. Everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. Jesus is our profoundly simple point of entry. Even if we come to understand endlessly complex things about God over time, we never need Jesus less. I think that's something that I've discovered this year particularly. Um, and I think probably many people can say the same. I think most of all, it's the case because when I look back, I just can't imagine how God has managed to do all the things that he has done in my life. Um, when I look back, I did it today, actually, when I looked back at some of my first deacons um, and as I listened to them, I just felt and I remembered just how fragile those truths seemed at the time. Um, I believe what I was saying, most certainly, but um, I was finding it very difficult to believe those things. And yet over time, um, even through my very fragile faith, I've been able to see God at work. And that's very encouraging. And I think it's encouraging, not just because it's encouraging for me, but because it applies to us all. Actually, um, the way God works in this is often mysterious from our standpoint. I think, cert I think certainly in the moment it's mysterious, even if it um, becomes a lot clearer over time. So this verse does stand out to me personally, especially as I look back in retrospect at how the year has gone. Um, and none of that's and none of that's really because of me, other than the occasions where I've just said yes to God and let him do what he's wanted to do. Um, and I think that is, I think that it's important to, to know and to grasp because none of that change was dependent on me other than just saying yes to God and just putting my trust in him. And it's amazing what he's done with that and what he's still doing with that. Um, and as I was praying and as I was thinking, all I can really do is thank him for those things. I can't, I can't take credit for it. Um, yes, I did make good decisions and the good decision ultimately was to trust in him. Um, but none of it's down to kind of shrewd and careful play on my part, really. Um, but I just think it's amazing to go off script a bit, actually, and just think of that over the past year. Um, and I'm sure many of you have your own stories too and your own um, ways in which God has been at work through what could be very difficult or could be very calm situations. I don't know exactly what they're like for you, but um, it's strange to think how God works. And it's also amazing. And it's good to know that he is the living God who truly works these things together for our good. He isn't just working arbitrarily. Um, and that's something, of course, that we learn over time. So wherever you're up to in life, I encourage you to learn about Jesus and to trust in him. And 
I suppose it is as profoundly simple as that. So let me just pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for your mighty power at work in us. Um, and that's the foundation of it all, isn't it? That, God, you have been able to uh, work something amazing into our lives. And Lord, that's a, a tremendous encouragement at any point, at any time, in anything that we're facing. Um, that your mighty power, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, is at work in us. Lord, we have got nothing to boast about. The only good decisions we can make are ones which are saying yes to you and your way of living in this world and in this universe that you've created. So God, I pray that um, as we consider this beacon, as we look over the past year, that you'd help us to just see where you've been at work and to praise you for it, Lord, and to uh, to look to the future knowing that you're with us because that's the most important thing. And Lord, I thank you for the courage and the confidence and um, amongst the many difficult things, the beautiful ways that you've been working in people over this year, the surprising ways you've been working this year, and Lord, um, the ways you're going to continue working as well. So help us just to keep on trusting in you, because we know it always leads, leads to good. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Coach House Beacons, the Coach House Church Daily Devotional. To find out more, join us on Facebook, Instagram, or on our website at www.coachhousechurch.org.